This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Uh, Community Foundation for Land of Lincoln. The next 10 update, John Strumstruffer, executive director of that organization, joins us. How are you? I'm doing fine, Sam. How are you? Uh, okay, I guess on the 20th and so on. We're doing well. Hey, happy upcoming birthday. Yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, I do appreciate it. You know what? That's maybe uh, this is, you know, I'm always thinking of ways yeah. maybe I ought to start. Oh, I couldn't do it, but somebody, maybe I'll call somebody. If if I'm serious, that would be yeah. a nice way to end all this when the good Lord calls me home is to have a foundation. Have You need to have fun at the Community Foundation. No, I'm I love serious. It. Yeah, I am I'm too. serious. I'm very serious. I, I, I That would be kind of a special thing that would mean a lot to me and to my family and my parents, my brother Tom and everything. Absolutely. Do people Sam. do that a they, lot? They do. Really? They do. Yep. They do that quite a bit in honor of people uh, for milestones like birthdays, uh, significant yeah. birthdays, that kind of thing. So absolutely. I, so We're doing it right here on the air. I love it. So, so how do – okay, but so – then I would set up, or whoever, not just any sure. anyone set up a foundation. Do you set up parameters on how you're going to distribute the funds, or is that where you folks come in? You could, uh, or you could have it be a very flexible fund where you can make decisions every year on where you want grants to go uh, to anything that you care about. And uh, that would be what we call a donor-advised fund, yeah. and that would be a great idea. In my, uh, in my mind, I think it would be... Um, very successful too in the fundraising because a lot of people care about you, Sam. Well, I don't know about that. I appreciate no, that's that, sincere. but no, I'm not. But you know, I'm always thinking we're going to do this thing, a little radio on the, you know, give people yeah. if they register online yeah. rather than gifts for yours truly. I've got enough. I'm okay. I don't unless you want to, that 300 acre farm. I'm still good to go on that. <laughs> people could give a 300 acre farm to this fund. We could make oh, no, that that's happen. That's for the Madonia oh, okay, for children. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Whatever they would want to do, as part, I may think about that. I'm going to more, okay. a little more think about it. as yeah, I approach this birthday. I think that'd be kind of if I get some I people think it'd be involved. Because I'm not very good. You are yeah. Misty. Obviously, she asked him for their vote. I have a very difficult time. That's why I can't sell. I have a very difficult time <laughs> asking people to for money or to close the deal. Other people are. Kevin O'Day is one of the best. Well, he I, really is. Well, Misty knows. My God, he had a drive-in window. For her, when she come along and buy advertising. <laughs> well, I have no shame, so I'm not afraid to ask people for things. You really do, don't you? Uh, yeah, no, you know, is that something you learned or you were born with? <laughs> no, your, your dad it, and mom like that. Here's the truth. No, not at all. Okay, uh, and and I don't think I am either. It's hard to ask people. for Oh things. boy. But what I do, what we do at the foundation, we don't really ever ask anybody for money. We just kind of tell them what we do, and then they give us money. That's the truth. And when you believe in it, it's not that hard. When you believe in the mission of something, it's kind of a natural ask. All right, Community Foundation and the Land of Lincoln. Yeah. You have a relationship, obvious with the city and with yes. Mayor Busher. We have not even said hello to her because once we start, John, you can go home. I, I, that's uh, what I figured. <laughs> pretty much well, mail it in. What's the relationship? Do you folks yeah. have constant contact? Here's the thing is, you know, with the Community Foundation, we're a 501c3 public charity. We are a nonpartisan, apolitical body. Always have been. We've tried to walk that line. And back when we started the next 10, we kicked it off in 2020. We had tremendous support from the city of Springfield and Mayor Langfelder. He was always a gentleman to us and very engaged with these projects. And I know when uh, then-candidate Busher was running for office, she came and met with me to learn more about the project because she was also very drawn to it, I think, as many uh, caring citizens were. So after she uh, won the election, got settled in, we met recently, and I just wanted to kind of re reaffirm that the city will continue to be the champion for a number of these projects. 
as I say, you know, it's the, the next 10, and my joke is we count 10 like the Big Ten counts its conference members. Sure. It's like <laughs> 20 or so projects, actually. And the city is riddled throughout this uh, report. And some, they're the sole champion for projects. Others, they're engaged in a collaborative way with other groups. So I was just very heartened and not surprised at all that Mayor Busher um, is going to continue the support of the city of Springfield for these wonderful community-wide projects. Mayor, was that a tough decision for you, or you knew it was simply the way to go? It was not a tough decision, but I engaged on the, they had Zoom calls during 2020 when they were Mm -hmm. creating this, and I was engaged during those Zoom calls, and I learned a lot. I remember one of the calls, uh, and I'm sorry that I don't remember her name, the woman out of Colorado that organized all this. Jamie Gillis. Jamie, when she organized the calls, she actually had, state fair managers from state fairs across the country yep. on a call once and i was on it and it was so cool to learn what other communities are doing because wow. you don't have to reinvent the wheel just look at what someone else is doing that works and so i remember that call mm-hmm. specifically it was really interesting one. it was a great one okay we have not talked to you personally we talked to you the morning after the election but the last time we've talked i wanted somebody said you have the mayor i said well yeah we'll have her on a lot but just let her get organized feet on the ground and direction and so on Give me a typical day. What time do you get to the office? I've heard rumors. I'm going to have you confirm. Uh, I like to get there typically. This is late for me. I like to get there before my staff, so usually by 7 a.m. You're by 7 a.m.? No, no later, yeah. On a typical day, how long are you still in the building? If I don't have an event to go to in the evening, I leave about 8 o'clock at night. 7 to 8. Mm-hmm. Are you there by yourself? There's somebody else in the building, I'm sure. I mean, can you do a lot it's of safe. stuff by yourself? Oh, well, I get emails returned, phone okay. calls returned, things like that when I'm by myself because I typically have about nine meetings a day. So there's just not a lot of time during the day for any of that. Even though you were at the building, you were part of the city treasurer and part of the team and so on, did you realize how demanding this was going to be for your time? I did. I mean, I think I had an advantage coming in being the treasurer because I knew who worked in City Hall and what agencies and people handled what tasks. So I didn't have a learning curve there, which was great knowledge to have. I also knew where the holes were that needed to be filled or my perception of where the holes were that needed to be filled. So I've been working on that as well. Um, So that's good. And then being around government allowed me, like, for instance, this next 10 project started in 2020. I was engaged then during it so that I didn't have a learning curve with a lot of different projects, ideas, concepts, because I'd already been around. And I do want to speak really quickly about Please. the donor fund at the Community Foundation. I just wrote a check this weekend and mailed it in because um, uh, Phil Lacascio is turning 70 in um, July. And on his birthday invite, it said, no gifts. Please donate to the Lacascio family oh, cool. of the Community Foundation. And I mailed my check in this weekend already. So He is a what, an artist? Or something? He, he is I'm an artist. Something. Yeah. Really he talented. did a th- three-dimensional thing of the state fair. Yeah. I almost bought it. We just couldn't agree on price, to be quite honest. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking. I'm sensing a was, theme here, Sam. Well, I was I was sensing a Steinberg bomb, Kmart Blue Light special that didn't happen. But it was not I, the price of a Warhol painting. <laughs> no, no, boy, it was beautiful. It, he is a very, very, very talented, talented guy. He is very guy. unbelievable. Talented. Yeah. And he I, doesn't want gifts, so he wants money. To they had the Lacascio family yes, has some fun there. They're very engaged. So I and and if I get the invite and don't send it, then it will never happen. <laughs> so even those birthdays in July, I did it this weekend. That's very nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, new staff retaining old staff. Walk me through the process. How challenging? What were you looking for? I was just looking for people who think like me, which I think any 
governor or, you know, anybody who appoints directors, mayor would do, someone who has your same customer service philosophy, can-do philosophy. And uh, my philosophy also, also is that our employees at the city are extremely important to me and a director who would value those employees as well. Have you got a read yet on this console? What's the chemistry going to be like? Is it going to work together? Does it kind of start dividing into different camps as we go along? Or does that maybe issue to issue we find out where people are? I feel like the current council has less um, adversity than the previous one and that those council members are going to get along better. Uh, As mayor, I have committed to reading the civility pledge before every council meeting. Um, And I will gavel someone if they are out of line. I think that that was not done enough in the previous administration. When people were disrespectful, they weren't called out on it. That is a professional environment. Our citizens want us to be professionals, so we need to conduct ourselves that way. Paul was mentioning you and Paul took a class together at Lincoln Land. More than one, yes. More than but, one, uh-huh. and he cheated off you. Everybody knows that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but actually, one was a speech class, and he asked you if you ever thought while you were at Lincoln Land that you were going to be mayor of Springfield someday. Was that even close to being on your radar? Never. No. If you would have told me that I was going to be the mayor, I would have told you you were crazy. So, yeah. All right. What prompted the decision then? Okay. I know maybe, I don't know city treasure is a stepping stone. It was for you, obviously. Was there somewhere along the line as you were treasurer, even before that, you thought that you would like the challenge? I don't know that I thought I liked the challenge. As I was treasurer, I just saw things happening in City Hall that I didn't agree with. And I saw um, a lack of development in my community that really frustrated me. And I'm one of those people that I don't believe in just complaining if you're not willing to roll up your sleeves and do something about it. I, I take action. So, What are the challenges facing the city? What are your top five, three or four, five, if you want, challenges facing the city right now? I would say my out of my top five, the number one challenge right now is just everything that I don't know yet. The the I for instance, last week there were multiple, multiple unions that no MOU had ever been conducted for them to have Juneteenth off. It was a paid federal holiday. And I just had to hurry up and deal with that in two days' time or there was going to be a fire. Like, just the little things like that that I'm un- unaware of because they just weren't done, uh, that would be the number one challenge because then that detracts you from your work or your meetings because you're dealing with a fire. Um, so that would be the first thing. I would say the second thing is um, I'm lobbying very hard for the uh, money to finish the high-speed rail. We do not have the money for that last corridor. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, for, I'm leaving tomorrow for D.C. to okay. go meet with congressional people there. So we need that money. That that high-speed rail corridor completion is very, very important, not just to the city, but to the entire state, really. You know, if you want to take a quick train ride, there's been media about it. Sure. Between St. Louis and Chicago, that's what we need to finish. So um, that's very important to me, getting that. That would probably be my second biggest thing. Uh, my third biggest issue will f- would be downtown Springfield, I would say, trying to make sure that we revitalize downtown and and, and uh, create activity down there so that we can create more businesses, more more restaurants, and more people living downtown. So that would be a big one. And then I would guess my last one would just be the infrastructure that I talked about during my whole campaign. I was driving on the road here, and I didn't like it, and I'm making – no, telling Siri to make notes in my phone about it. And Siri's a very good note taker if you've never <laughs> used her. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about the, I, the, that transportation center that is going up along with the rain, train corridor and so on. 
that's going to make a major change to downtown Springfield with the new underpasses and things like mm-hmm. that. And maybe, just maybe, the folks at the BOS Center are going to see something in the way of an expansion at the parking lot to build a new facility. I mean, you're going to be part of a tremendous change on the face, uh, potential change of uh, face the city of Springfield. Yes, I think the, um, again, as you said, that transportation hub, oh my. how great is it you can get off the Amtrak? And, you know, you see in the city of Chicago people with their luggage rolling down the street, right. going to their hotel. It's going to be right there a block away from the BOS Center and the hotels. So that's perfect, uh, getting off the Greyhound bus or the Amtrak yep. there. And at BOS Center expansion, in my personal opinion, is the way that we re- re- use a big step in revitalizing downtown. You need to create more activity downtown to create the businesses and the restaurants. And COVID changed our business climate environment. If you talk to even like your children, mm-hmm. they don't, a lot of people who work in an office type environment do not want to be in the office five days a week. That is how life is now. People like that work life balance and a hybrid schedule or a work from home schedule. So you're not going to have businesses downtown like you used to in office type settings. So I think that we can create that activity through the bigger conventions, more visitors. We're good at Lincoln, so let's get better. Let's create more Lincoln excitement and activity and things going on downtown. Then we have a better chance of attracting that college campus downtown or because the activity and the excitement and people want to be down there. Uh, you did not make a change in the executive director of the Springfield Convention Business Bureau. What about Scott Dahl that without going into why do you want him part of your team? I believe Scott Dahl really, really cares about increasing not just the the people who come into our community from the outside and spend money, but assisting our hotels and, and keeping their numbers up and the number of room rates up and the people staying. And he wants that. And he's engaged in a lot of different organizations. For instance, Stephanie Stuckey was here. Her father yes. started Stuckey's and was a part of that group that helped bring her in. Very cool things like that that are really you know important to Springfield. So bring me up to date on the Wyndham. I mean, is it in hiatus? I think some people thought there was going to be a vote taken before the election and the previous administration. There wasn't. Where are we at with the Wyndham? I think that the owner has some decisions to make. And um, I'm a very, even though I like to uh, take care of people and make people happy, I'm also, it's very easy for me to look you in the eye and say, no, that's not going to work. I'm not going to lead you down a primrose path and and not be truthful to you. So I've been very upfront with the owner of what I, as mayor, he can get from me. So, Uh, Is there a controversy of Shot Spotter? I thought that program was working well. What am I missing here? They want to spend some more money or whatever, and some people don't seem to be on board. What's happening? I think that the story that you saw was from another media source. And that media sources, I think, quoting people from across the country about it. All right. I rely upon our police chief. I was asked about it last night at an event I was at, a fundraiser I was at. And um, they said, you know, what What do you think? And I said, the police chief, Kenny Scarlett, tells me shot spotter is good for us, Misty. And I'm going to believe in my police chief. And I said, if I'm running the Springfield Police Department and I'm the police chief, you may not want to live here. Like, he's the expert, not me. So let's listen to the expert. Again, another one. I'm just going to, what about Chief Scarlett that you like and wanted him part of your team? And then I'm going to ask you about the fire chief, Chief Candy, who was in with us yesterday. Yeah, the the sworn men and women at Springfield Police Department wanted Chief Scarlett as their chief. And when, as I said er, early on, the employees of our city are really important to me. And when they believe in him, then I know he's a good chief. Okay, some people are going to criticize, not criticize, they're going to question you had great support from two unions, police union and fire union, mm-hmm. almost unheard of. 
there are people saying, well, okay, now it's going to be payback. They're going to get whatever they want. How do you respond to that? I would tell you that the sworn men and women of Springfield Police and Springfield Fire only wants what's good for the citizens of this community. Um, they're not trying to get anything special for themselves. So if if they get what they want, the community is taken care of, and that's a good thing. Do we have to raise the base entry salary for police department? Because people who are involved tell me that it doesn't even come close to comparing to a Peoria, Decatur, or Bloomington starting salaries. Are Are they correct in telling me that? That is very true, but I can also tell you there are many titles within the city of Springfield that our salaries are not high or competitive. Uh, we pay uh, a librarian at Lincoln Library the same amount we pay an attorney. I mean, it, it's just our so our librarian pay scales have gone up, but our attorney pay scales have not gone up. There's just a lot of issues within the city government, police being one of them, where we have to look at our salary range on a lot of different jobs. How much Doug Brown will tell you we lose engineers. Uh, because of our salaries with engineers, so. uh, how much of resp- how much responsibility does the mayor have for making sure that fire trucks will be able to work on all the streets of Springfield and not be hung up by a on a height thing? Because we all know, and Chief Canny said, Sam, they're simply building fire trucks bigger. You can't not get a smaller fire truck anymore. They get bigger and longer and higher and taller and so on. What responsibility does does the mayor have when you're when they, fire department or even police department, looking for vehicles, what what response does the mayor have? Well, ultimately, everything lands on the mayor's shoulders, right? Even though there's 1,300 employees and all the different agencies, the mayor is the one that has to answer to everything. So there was a specs committee to pick the fire truck, um, and then the chief was supposed to uh, be you know, watching over that and then reporting to the mayor. And that would be the case for any administration, that you would have you know that layer, and if there's a lack of communication or... Um, something of that level, then you have to address it. I don't know if the previous administration had a really close relationship with the governor of Illinois. Have you met with Governor Pritzker, and how would you characterize the relationship at this point? I've had the pleasure of meeting with, um, first, before I was sworn in, I got uh, invited to the governor's mansion to meet with M.K. Pritzker, and I had tea with her, which was great, and I got a tour of the mansion because they're completing that, the Pritzker family is, that the remodeling of that, they've completed it. Um, it's beautiful. I hadn't been in it since 2019 because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So um, that was nice. And then I've met with the governor multiple times. And I can tell you that our governor cares about Springfield. He really does. And and if you don't believe me, look at what's going on with the old state capitol, the current capitol, the armory building, and all the improvements at the Illinois State Fairgrounds. He dearly cares about Springfield. And that is important to me as the mayor of Springfield. Um, when I met with him a couple weeks back, right before session ended, I got a call from one of his staffers and they said the governor is going to go meet, um, the chief of, uh, department of ag and he's going to take a tour of the fairgrounds and he'd like you to accompany him. And I got to go right around with the governor and see all the improvements at the fairgrounds. And it's, it's vast what he's doing with our community. It's amazing. Uh, one of the things we've always heard about previous administration, administrations all the way back to ever. Lack of communication. You have heard that phrase. Is it overly used? Are people correct? What have you done? If something needs to be, if it needs to be done, in fact, to improve communication between yourself, the alderman, staff you have, the workers, and so on. 
So I've I've met with each I meet with each of my directors. Um, we have a directors meeting once a week. Okay. Um, I've empowered them that they can speak to any of the aldermen or any media source anytime they want without my permission, ah. which was not something that they had before. Correct. Um, I also have um, my chief of staff, Mike Disco, calls the aldermen every week and checks in with them and makes sure some of them have Zoom calls, some just want a phone call. It's whatever works for their schedule. They can do it in person, but every week they have a contact. And then anytime there's an ordinance that I think is going to be very questionable, I send them an email explaining the ordinance to the alderman and put attachments with it and say, please contact me if you have any questions. I don't necessarily have the time to call them every week, which is, which is why Chief Disco does that. Um, so it's just important that we all communicate to with each other. Uh, let's talk about a couple appointments that are pending um, and why your decision to go with these people. Uh, first of all, uh, former Alderman DeCenso is going to assume a role on your team. Tell us about that. She's going to be in charge of the Liquor Commission, and the Liquor Commission meets and deals with any issues that we have with local bars um, and or restaurants. I guess could have problems. It's more bars and restaurants. Uh, but when there's a lot of complaints, and the Liquor Commission meets and decides on that, and they issue licenses and whatnot. And I am the Liquor Commissioner by ordinance, right. but then she's going to run the commission for me. Uh, help me out on the uh, Corporation Council. You're going to propose a Mr. Mordock tonight. Obviously, we know yeah. his dad very well. Uh, tell me about that particular selection. So Greg had been a municipal attorney with Sorling here in Springfield, and then he went to the Illinois Municipal League and was their attorney for the Municipal League. And Illinois Municipal League represents all municipalities throughout the entire state, so he's extremely familiar with municipal government. He's a great, great asset. How difficult was it, how challenging personally was it to tell people, previous administration, they're not going to be part of the team? I I, think they expect it. Okay. I mean, as you know, when a new governor comes in, if you're the chief. Yeah, exactly. If you're an at-will employee, most people just tend to resignations. If you don't expect it, then you shouldn't have taken the job. Exactly. All right, finally, uh, Beach House, and then I'm going to let you touch on this. Yeah, we have to talk about that. Uh, the Beach House, we the water fund has no money. I'm not a quiet mayor. I will tell you everything. And so we have to figure out how to pay for that. So when I'm in D.C., I need to meet with Parks and Rec. Tell me about Connection and what we need to do about the Community Foundation Land of Lincoln. So I think that all of our citizens, if they've never gone to the Community Foundation's website, they need to go and look at it. They need to look at the next 10. There's a lot of great ideas of things that can go on within our community, whether it's the fairgrounds homelessness, downtown Springfield, uh, living, like just exciting things to do with the arts, the things that we do in our community. Um, so, And there's a lot of activity going on, like Pillsbury's on here, for instance. In 2020, they were talking about Pillsbury, and look how far we've come with that. So there's a lot of things on here that our community can get engaged with, get ideas for, get behind, or help finance if they're so interested. Right, John? Absolutely. Tell me how they can get a hold of more information from your folks at the Community Foundation Land of Lincoln, John. They can give us a call at 217-789-4431 or look at our website, cfll.org. I'm glad you bring in great guests. Thank you. I do my best. Well, we didn't get to talk about his stuff. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.